Welcome, WordPress enthusiasts. This is Teach Yourself WordPress in 10 Minutes in 10 Minutes, the companion podcast to the book Teach Yourself WordPress in 10 Minutes with your hosts and authors, Chuck Tomasi and Craig Stepp. Hey, WordPress enthusiasts, this is Chuck. And this is Craig. And we are together for our once-a-year get-together in Atlanta, Georgia for Dragon Con. We got together face-to-face, so we thought we've got to sit down and tell you some of the things that have been going on. It's been a busy summer, and as you can tell by the audio quality, we're not in the studio. We're in a hotel room, and uh, we've got a few things to share that have been going on in the WordPress world. There's a tongue twister for you. Uh, We'd like to share with you our experiences with version 3. We've been doing some changes there, and a little bit of update on the book. So, without further delay, uh, Craig has been working on, uh, version 3 has been out, and one of the biggest features that we wanted to take advantage was its multi-user capability. And a key site that we had in mind was chuckchat.com, because as you may or may not know, uh, we operate several different podcasts off of that same domain name. And they all had their own separate WordPress installations. So every time a new plugin came out for Akismet or uh, WPI Touch or something like that, or the theme needed updating or the software needed patching, we would have to do it five or six different times. And then there were our own personal sites on different domains, but that's a different story. So every WordPress update was taking multiple installations. Granted, that process has gotten a lot easier with one push button updates. But still, it was time that we didn't necessarily need to spend. So with this installation, we can have one central WordPress install and be able to do those updates one time and one time only, and we're done. That lets us focus on content or customizing the interface or what have you. The fun of having WordPress is all there. So I would like to ask Craig some of his experiences on what it took to take our five different sites, including the WordPress podcast, and integrate those into one installation. First of all, what were, what were we thought it would be pretty easy, right? Well, <clears throat> on the surface it was, uh, but we were taking several sites that have been in operation for various amounts of time. and Anywhere fa- up to like five or more <clears throat> years. Yeah, and various pieces of plugins and whatnot, so we're trying to clean all that out as I was moving the data over. But it can be as simple as uh, taking your old site and there's a, uh, under tools, there's an export feature, which you can export your data out of your, out of your blog, which would have like your, your posts and some various information to go the along categories, with it. The, categories, the all tags. that stuff, users. But it does not export the complete WordPress database, if I recall. Yeah, it's not. It's not a database dump. It, some, yeah, some plugins, uh, now granted some offered their data when during this export others did not which that wasn't necessarily a bad thing it depends on you know you have to kind of look at it and see what all came out you know in your export file but it was also an opportunity to help clean up and to import it we just created a new site on the chuckchat.com and imported it right in so then each of our blogs had their own subdirectories you know which they did before. We were operating the WordPress installation mm-hmm. out of, for example, chartchat.com slash WPN10 had the WP admin, the WP content, 
And again, if you're a WordPress.com user, none of this really applies because everything's automatic for you. This yeah. is really for the WordPress.org people who download and host yeah, it themselves. Good point. Sorry, we yeah. should have prefaced that a little yeah. uh, You can skip ahead. So functionally, it looks the same to the end user. If they had a URL before, they had that same URL. But you mm-hmm. had to do a little trickery while we were testing this out and building it up. You you didn't just immediately create chuckchat.com slash freestyle on the WordPress. Uh, the 3.0 yeah. site. Tell me a little bit about that process. Well, I couldn't just create chucktech.com slash you know, freestyle because that already existed. So what I had to do is go into the existing site, export the data. Once I had what I needed, move that folder somewhere. And I'll, I'll make a note here. Don't delete anything until you're sure you're done. <laughs> Even then, I'm not. We had to sure call about. that one out a couple yeah. of times. <laughs> so you move the folder somewhere else. You can call it, like for like for example, I could call it Freestyle Two just to get it renamed to something else. Then I go into the ChuckChat.com multi-user site and create a freestyle blog and do the import and all that kind of stuff. Then you can tweak the themes <clears throat> and and make sure the plugins are working. Mm-hmm. We have various podcasts, obviously. Make sure the audio player works the way we want. It's finding the files. You mm-hmm. can really validate your settings on that Freestyle 2 staging or test area. It's, it's very much like the software production that we do today. Mm-hmm. We have a dev area. We have a test yeah. area, Q&A, whatever you want to call that. And then you move it into production. That's correct. So we needed to tweak that mm-hmm. stuff in test and QA before mm-hmm. we moved it into production. And then how did you deal with the legacy data that was already in the, the subdirectory slash freestyle or slash Gmail? Well, you're talking about like images and whatnot? Oh, the images, yeah. we got to talk about that. Yeah. Well, um, legacy plugins like uh, we were changing our podcast plugin. So as long as I had, I knew which files went with which posts, um, we were okay. Sometimes I did do a database dump on a couple of sites and import the whole database in there. I don't recommend that because it's probably a little bit messy and not as clean as doing a uh, XML dump uh, backup. Uh, sorry, the to- I go under tools, export, and do the WordPress export. Is much cleaner than the way I was doing it. So I don't know if I'd recommend that for everybody. Wouldn't you run into table possible table conflicts with prefixes and whatnot? I mean, if you, can. If you took the defaults on an older installation that had WP underscore in mm-hmm. front of all your tables, you're going to have a WP underscore posts, for mm-hmm. example, and you exported that two or three times and imported it directly with a database import-export, not with the WordPress import-export. Yeah, now, You could have four or five tables with WP underscore post going, uh, yeah. that could get messy. Well, not to get too technical, but what happened was when I... When I would move that directory, rename it, and I had my database dump, I would go create the new blog in the multi WordPress multi-user, yeah. look at the ID. So, like, for example, blog, you know, like if I make a new blog, it's one. Well, actually, that's the main one. Oh, that's right. And then two. WordPress 3, three. Mm-hmm. makes tables with sort of their own prefixes. Mm-hmm. So your first blog is blog zero internally. Not that anybody really needs to notice that. Zero, yeah, yeah, zero or one. And then the next blog you create is two. So it sorts that out automatically, which is why you don't necessarily want to be doing a direct database export and import from right. you know, MySQL now, admin, for example. Now what? So what I did was I, I would see like, okay, this blog was ID number five. Yeah. And you can find that when you go look at the blog information after you create it. Uh, I would go 
do a search and replace in that my database dump. So you had to get that. yeah, you had to roll up your sleeves and be <clears throat> a little more SQL savvy mm-hmm. than probably the average user. Yes, and coming from an older version of WordPress to the new 3.0 and in the multi-user thing, like I said, there was probably some settings or something that uh, not necessarily used, but they're just going to yeah. be sitting there from here on out. Right. So no, not really. You know, not the way not we recommend. Deal. Not a, not a recommend. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. It was you could do it if you're hardcore, yeah. but. For the most part, an export from the tools menu and an import is the best way to go on that. Yes, and it was on the surface, it was very easy if I just did it straight with the WordPress export and WordPress import. Now, if you want to find information on how to create a multi user site, the WordPress.org site, the documents has a walkthrough on how to do that. You have to edit your WP config file. And then do a couple of clicks that um, for settings that show up after you've made that change uh, inside WordPress, and it's it's not it's not hard at all, but they don't make it very obvious how to create a network. We site. did have one other challenge that, uh, frankly, we haven't addressed yet, and that was on one more blog that is using a domain prefix. Now, when we say domain prefix, normally our blogs are under chuckchat.com slash WPN10. This particular one, I took a different approach for who knows what reason in 2006, but it's radioyesterday.chuckchat.com. Real quick, what's your plan of attack for that? What we'll do is we'll get everything imported, and it'll be chuckchat.com slash radioyesterday. And then if you're familiar with Apache, um, we'll have to do a, a website redirect in the HT access and which would take radio dot radio yesterday dot check dot com and redirect it to the new site. So anybody with an old URL still comes to the nice. Yeah. All the site. URLs will work because it'll pass on Wonderful. everything after the domain name. What about embedded to, images that might be in a theme or something? We'll have to do a search and replace on, okay. on that. So it could get a little sticky there. Mm-hmm. All right. That wraps it up for this time real quick. Uh, we are updating the book to version 3. We're currently working with Pearson on that. Should have that out. Well, we'll have the raw material back to them middle of September. And then, uh, of course, there's publishing turnaround and author edits and whatnot. But look for a refresh on that so the menus and things are more accurate. Real soon, we'll keep you up to date on that. Next time, we're going to be talking about customizable menus, one of my favorite features about version 3. I'm going to walk you through that because I think that is just so awesome that you can make a much richer user interface for helping people navigate your website. Until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Teach Yourself WordPress in 10 Minutes in 10 Minutes. Want to keep up with us? Visit the website at chuckchat.com slash WPIN10 or follow us on Twitter at WPIN10. If you're listening to this podcast on the website, consider subscribing and having it downloaded for you automatically for free. Find us in iTunes or use the links on the website to subscribe in your favorite podcasting client. If you need help subscribing, email us at WPIN10 at chuckchat.com and we will help. Until the next time, press on.